Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, let your body do the math. Our bodies can't do all the math in our lives. I mean, they can't take over the simple arithmetic that we use to balance our checkbooks, for instance. But when it comes to giving us a feel for the higher math that's behind complex patterns and systems in nature, our bodies can really come through for us. They do this by almost choreographing higher-order math ideas. In past podcasts, we've talked about motion paths, the way our bodies can sense the flow pattern or choreography behind play gestures and even behind thought. So that's what we're going to look at even further today. Let's revisit the idea of tuning in to play gestures first. Think back to your favorite play activity from childhood, some motion action that you did over and over between the ages of about four and nine years of age. Once you've identified something, repeat that motion inwardly until you again have the feel for it. Maybe it was swinging or jumping or hopping, hanging from your knees or climbing trees. Once you've rebooted the choreography of it, can you create a brush stroke on paper that captures the motion path? It's nice to bring it to that much consciousness. Now let's try something a little more subtle. At one point, we explored the motion path behind thoughts or ideas. We built on the strange advice of Gurdjieff, who advised his followers to learn to hold your thought before you have it. When we have a great idea, one that comes to us like an aha, before that idea arises, there is an inner gesture. It takes a lot of practice to discover this, but in time you may find that you can tell when an idea is about to arise. It feels almost like the sensation when you know you're about to sneeze, and you inwardly track the sneeze as it works its way up your body. Well, ideas begin like that too, with a little flow pattern or choreography that seems to grow stronger and stronger before it pops into our conscious minds. Now, how could you possibly use this awareness to do body math? I'll give you an example of mine from years ago. My husband and I were invited to a small dinner party, and while the hosts were in the kitchen making final preparations for the dinner, we began to visit among ourselves. One man was a Korean acupuncturist. Once I heard that, my body played with the motion path of energy patterns as they spread out from our body's meridians. Then the other man spoke. He was an American scientist from Woods Hole, which is a renowned research lab, and his wife was a librarian. As I thought about being a librarian, no motion path came up. So I asked the scientist what he was studying, and he said oceanography, and in particular, ocean currents. Well, now that had motion path possibilities. So I asked if he would say something about how ocean currents moved. But I never got to find out, because the scientist had a strange reaction. He squinted his eyes and he said, why do you want to know? And when I said I was curious to find out if the Earth's currents were at all like the body's energy currents, he was furious, saying he hated it when people treated science like a metaphor. 
Ocean currents were ocean currents, and acupuncture was acupuncture, and there was no connection. Well, needless to say, we did change the subject after that. You know, but many scientists, especially the ones who have breakthrough discoveries or applications, spend a lot of time searching out patterns among these motion paths. And when some research reveals a new motion path, in physics maybe, or in any study of living systems, it often leads to amazing applications a decade or so later. Here's an example. One of the most creative thinkers in the last century was Philip Anderson, a Nobel Prize-winning physicist from Princeton. He was gifted at examining raw data that puzzled other researchers and generating models that could account for the odd findings. One of his models, that came to be called the Anderson Localization Prediction, explained how silicon wave packets became unexpectedly slow at very low temperatures. He developed this model in 1958, and it formed the basis for his Nobel Prize in 1977. But it wasn't until the 1980s that other fields began to build on his discovery. Now, it plays an important part in fields as diverse as optics, astronomy, ultra-cold atoms, and even tumor detection in mammography. Each of these fields realized that the motion path dynamics in his discovery could have a bearing in their field as well. Our bodies already store a huge collection of nature's motion paths. We just need to sharpen our awareness of them. For instance, picture how water behaves. Can you get the feel for the rhythmic motion of the waves? How about the forceful push of floods? Or the sudden eruptions of tsunamis? And what have you learned about viruses from dealing with COVID for almost two years? Do you have a felt sense now for surges or spikes? Or how contagion spreads? Imagine you were a cancer researcher and you're trying to get a deeper sense of how metastasizing happens. And now suppose you find yourself talking to a weed management expert who is trying to keep invasive weeds from taking over the prairies, or a forestry manager who is trying to stave off erosion in a burn area, or an epidemiologist who is tracking how diseases spread. Can you see how all of them are actually studying very similar motion paths to yours? Findings in one of those fields could bring fresh ideas to your field as well. Here's a way to polish your own body math skills. As you go about your day, try matching with the movements in nature as often as you can. Think back on what you've already seen. Have you ever watched insects swarming or birds moving together as migrating flocks? You might have even seen large animals moving together in herds, and if they startled, perhaps you got to see them flee or stampede. Are you good with plants? Try to track your body's inner sensations that are letting you know which ones need water or more light or maybe need to be pruned back. This may not seem like math, and it definitely isn't arithmetic, but it's at the very heart of the math involved in studying complex systems. And you're actually doing it all the time. The challenge is to become aware of that more often. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. 
It's available on Amazon and at EmbraceYourBrain.com.